This is 680 CJOB. Looking forward to a beautiful weekend here on The Main Ingredient here at 680 CJOB. I'm Kevin Bergen, and the warm weather means barbecue season is upon us, so I'm going to talk to my chef buddies from Prairie Box. Also, Mother's Day is next weekend, and I'm talking to Fruit by the Slice owner Mark Sabravinas about his beautiful fruit arrangements and how you can order one for your mom or the mother of your children or any other mom you wish. But first up is Carol Hernchier, who is the product ambassador for Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries, to talk about what has been happening this week with the Winnipeg Wine Festival. Okay, so you told me you're on your way to a wind-down event, but we're going to roll back a bit and talk about the 16th annual Wine Festival, and it's been going on all week. Um, So let's talk about what this year's theme is about. So this year's theme at the Winnipeg Wine Festival, theme country, is Canada. And what a great way to celebrate Canada's 150th by attending this, uh, you know, the wine festival and trying Canadian product. And it's really, what's really uh, interesting and it's, it's fantastic is we're having a, a variety of styles of Canadian wines, both mm-hmm. from the Okanagan as well as Ontario. There's even a wine from um, Nova Scotia that's actually being featured at the event so everything from bubblies to wines that are a little sweeter, white, you know, fuller-bodied reds, lighter reds, rosé, it's all going to be there in the same country. Which is nice. It's nice to see Canadian wines showcased for once, right? Oh, it is. Very much so. And the Canadian wines are really, you know, our sales are growing, um, you know, constantly. Mm-hmm. And the latest figure I heard that our sales are actually up on, on the 100% Canadian wines by 20%, which is really you know, exciting news. People are really understanding and just enjoying the fact of trying wines right from Canada, producers, uh, and, you know, experiencing all the different things that they have to offer. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, so what is a wind-down event? Maybe you can explain what that is. So a wind-down event is is one of the ancillary events that supports the, um, uh, you know, the Winnipeg Wine Festival Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. So they're like many events and, you know, they arranged everything from winemakers dinners to there was a Wines of Canada event, there was a Cruise in California event, et cetera. So they're just smaller events and smaller venues and for a shorter time frame. You know, that's a tough job you got there. You know, that's, that's okay, you no, got to tough that one out. It is really tough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are you? Can I catch up with you? It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> okay, so it is Wednesday today. Tomorrow night, there's a gala dinner and auction, right? So so what's that yeah. event about? That's correct. So the gala dinner and auction, uh, that's held at the Royal um, um, RBC Convention Center. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, sit down, you know, semi-formal dinner, and there's auction items, so there's silent auction, there's tables that are set up with different items that are available for um, silent auction bids, as well as a live auction uh, that runs, you know, um, closer to the end of the evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are, you know, some of them are, you know, for example, in past history, there's been uh, packages, uh, winery visit packages, et cetera. So they're um, absolutely wonderful packages that uh, you can bid on and um, hopefully be successful and maybe do a winery tour or have a special catered dinner to your house. Um, there's usually, you know, in excess of a half a dozen of them. So. Wow, that's cool. It's a nice way to raise money. Um, yes, it is. Okay, so there's public tastings this Friday, May 5th and Saturday, May 6th. So maybe you can talk about that and uh, talk about your tips for these events. So... 
um, the evening sessions, the public sessions for tasting, uh, Friday night. Um, I believe that there's still tickets available for the Friday night session. That starts at 7 o'clock, and I believe it runs until 10. Saturday night is sold out. Wow. There is a Saturday matinee, however, and there are still tickets available yet. Um, Saturday night, for those who have tickets and are attending, it is going to be a crazy, crazy night. It's a really busy night. Saturday afternoon tends to be a little not quite as packed, and Friday night's also very busy. One of the key things is to remember when going is to bring your patients with you because you're going to have to stand in lineups. Right. Um, you know, and if you, you know, my personally, what I recommend is, you know, take a look and see if there's a table behind you, beside you or an opening and, you know, bounce back and forth or do a little bit of that. Um, usually most people want to start their tasting with tasting some whites and then taste a red. Uh, you know, um, most people will find that they will take a sip or two of their wine and then, you know, dump the rest of it into the bucket because it doesn't take you long. Um, you know, if you're consuming that one ounce pour, if you do, you know, 20 pours or 20 booths. <laughs> so what's the problem? I don't, I don't see it as a problem there. You. you don't even realize it. For sure. Yeah, that'd be, that's a lot of booze, right? <laughs> yeah. And one of the the other hints that I always recommend to people, and people don't even think of, you know, wearing comfortable shoes oh, because yeah. you're standing on your feet for, you know, a good length of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the recommendation is if you're wearing white, be prepared. Someone could bump your arm and spill red wine on you. Yeah, you said that in the, when you emailed me. I was thinking wearing white. Okay, well, <laughs> that's right. she's telling that you should wear white, and then I realized, yeah, you don't wear white, right? Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommended, and I mean, you know, I, I've I've had done it myself, not even thinking, um, you know, and um, the use of perfumes and strong aftershaves. We just, you know, every time you do uh, see wine festivals coming, that's always a message that's sent out. Just, you know, just be aware and try not to over, you know, wear a lot of perfume. Right or highly aromatic, because it actually does, and you're going to wind up smelling, you know, if you've got something that's highly aromatic on your body, then that's all you're going to be smelling is you're smelling wines, because that's the first thing that you're going to smell. So, Right, we all know someone who wears <laughs> a lot of perfume or cologne, and, and you can pretty much taste it as, they, as you walk by that's them, That's right? exactly, and if you follow them, you know, uh, I remember attending, attending a, a, a particular wine show, and the person says, all I can smell is roses. And I said, that's because the person in front of you, <laughs> it happens to have a very strong rose, um, you know, a, a, a perfume that they're wearing that uh, smells very strongly of roses. So, you know, it's just something to be aware of. Yeah, that's, you know what, and that does make sense because obviously wine tasting, smelling, um, you know, you bring it to your nose first and then you taste it. So it plays a big role in that. So that is something that you would be kind of overlooked as you're going to a wine tasting, right? Yes, yes, you know, it's a huge rule. Um, one of the things too with the wine tasting, every so often you want to cleanse your palate. So there is um, bread at the end of, uh, you know, down the set of the aisles, there's water. You, you know, have an occasional piece of bread, a sip of water, just to help kind of cleanse your palate and refresh it. And then continue on. 
I'd be bad at those rules. You tell me all these all these tips beforehand, and I'd probably break them all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Hey, I appreciate you um, coming on the show and uh, updating me on the wine festival. And we have to make sure that we talk next year well in advance and uh, give people a big time heads up. So we'll give them the nitty gritty on it. Fabulous. All right, Thank you, you so much. Hey, you have a good time tonight. Thank you, Pete. Thanks, Carol. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye for now. Chef Mark Sabravinas from Fruit by the Slice up next on the main ingredient, talking about what they are up to for Mother's Day here on 680 CJOB. What are you getting your mom for Mother's Day? If your mom or wife is like mine, you have no idea what to get. My next guest owns a company called Fruit by the Slice, which creates beautiful fruit arrangements, which would be a great thing for your mom or wife to wake up to on Mother's Day morning. And for sure, we'll keep all you husbands out of the doghouse. Chef Mark, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Kev. Always good to have you back. So let's talk about what you've been up to, events you've done, and upcoming events, buddy. For sure. So uh, I've been busy uh, with, I actually just finished a uh, fundraising, fundraising gala uh, with ALS uh, Society of Manitoba. Uh, we had uh, auctioned off uh, my services, um, so the lucky winner of the prize that I was a part of. Uh, I get to go into their home and cook a meal for eight guests uh, from start to finish. And, that's sweet. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, has a person, have you done that yet for that particular person or they want it and that is, you know, date to be determined? Date to be t- determined, for sure. That'd be great. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who wouldn't want a chef in their house, right? No doubt. Yeah, that's good. Um, and um, upcoming events that are coming up, uh, I'm, this weekend is... Uh, I guess the second uh, series of uh, Jeremy Cenaris's, my buddy, uh, his uh, Lassa series. So we're doing a pop-up dinner for about 150 guests at uh, the Forks in the, the Commons area. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be insane. That is a gr- that's a great spot. Number one is there's the Common, which you have a ton of beer there, different kinds of craft beer and all that wine, and there's uh, a ton of space. Right? Exactly, and I mean... The area is just a, a nice area to be in, correct? Yes, 100%. For sure. Um, I'm very angry, though, that you guys didn't invite me, so <laughs> I'm going to egg your that, house. I, I wasn't a, a part of the, the invite, invites. Sure. So. Well, you know, you can make up whatever excuse you want, man. I know where you live. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That should be a good time. So, well, it's kind of funny because that's how we met, right? For sure. Like last we, uh, through Jeremy. Yes. At a pop-up event. At a pop-up uh, event at um, the kitchen sink. Yes, Which is perfect. Was. Um, okay, so now I, I know you have your hands in everything. I know you are like uh, the James Brown of the culinary industry. So let's talk about your new venture, Fruit by the Slice, and um, how it came to life. So basically, Fruit by the Slice is, uh, is something that I created. Um, and, and what I'm trying to do is, uh, you know, entice people to, to eat fruit uh, on more of a daily basis. Um, so, uh, having fruit in my home... Uh, Every single day uh, definitely helps me eat more fruit and my daughter and my family. But definitely what I do is I create uh, these, these beautiful uh, fruit platters um, that uh, I have available for you guys to purchase. Okay, so why fruit? I know that you have, you know, obviously you're a chef. You've cooked many different kinds of meals, you know, um, whether it be dinner, breakfast, using different kind of ingredients and blah, blah, blah. Why are you specifically doing fruit platters? Uh, I, I think it's because with fruit, there's so many vibrant colors um, that you could incorporate into one plate. Um, I love using 
you know, my basic fruits that I use are, you know, watermelon, pineapple, strawberries, and a cantaloupe. So mm -hmm. those, those already kind of, I guess, contrast themselves, which is really nice uh, presentation on a platter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to admit, I, I've, I've looked at a lot of the ones that you post online and I just wonder how does this guy do this? They're, they're almost too beautiful to eat, almost. Yeah, right. no, for sure. Uh, I, I come across people that uh, don't even want to touch the platter because it's so beautiful. Seriously, that, that's yeah. exactly, when I look at it, that's what I think. It's a, it's a shame to mess it up. No, for sure. <laughs> do you find, well, okay, now we're saying they're too beautiful to eat, but do you find that, you know, after they get over the beauty of it, People usually do dive in because of how appealing those 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 platters are to the eye. For sure. I mean, I know for a fact that I I go to events and when I do bring a platter, um, you know, a lot of people choose to eat more fruit because of how it looks. Um, they're enticed by you know the fact that it's beautiful, but also you know they can enjoy it and it's something different for them to enjoy rather than having, you know, a, a heavy cake or, you know, munching on some chocolates or whatever the case may be, right? Right. You never feel guilty about eating off a fruit platter, right? Yeah, because it's healthy, right? Totally. <laughs> and if your kids are eating, you're like, you know, go to town, have whatever. Um, it must, I, I wouldn't want to be the the first person to dive in though. That must be the, you know, it's almost yeah, the first that's, person that's to, to sure. eat it. I, I now everybody had... does. No, I just had my, my, my daughter's fourth birthday at home, and uh, I had a platter out, and uh, a lot of people were scared to, to be the first one to take uh, or take it apart, basically. But once that first person touches it... It's, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's killer. Um, so, I, like we said before, it must be a great way to keep your daughter eating fruit and away from other things, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, my daughter's... She... She likes to play with candy, but she never really eats with candy. She likes, she's at that stage right now where she's kind of organizing things by color. Mm. So, you know, we'll get a big bag of Skittles and she'll, she'll just divide all the colors kind of thing. So we're, not, we're never really too worried about, you know, her eating too much candy. But when it comes to food, she's, uh, she's all over it for sure. You better hope that continues. It's not like that Yeah, in my house. exactly, right? <laughs> Believe me, man. Yikes. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the platters themselves. What, you, you mentioned that watermelon, cantaloupe. Uh, I can't remember what else. Like, what does the basic platter come with, basic fruits in a platter? All right, so the basic fruits that I, I, I list are uh, watermelon, pineapple, cantaloupe, and strawberries. Um, any additional fruit that you wanted to add to the platter, uh, I could certainly do so. Um, I have a list of additional fruits, and I only charge um, what, the, what the cost of the fruit is right. to be added to the fruit. Mm -hmm on top of my baseline. That's pretty um, good. So, yeah, I mean, if someone doesn't like strawberries or, or berries in general, um, I can, you know, and I will replace the strawberries with another fruit mm -hmm. uh, without charge, but definitely um, if anyone wants anything else, then there's always going to be a charge, right? For sure. Well, hey, you got it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Um, okay, so I know you're Filipino, big into the Filipino community kind of thing. For sure. Um, there are particular fruits that may, that may be popular in the Philippines? Do you find that, you know, you get requests for certain types of fruit that may not be readily available or, you know, from your own community? You know what? I've, I've never actually ran into that problem yet. Really? Yeah, no, no, no. Well, I, you're going to now. I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I think so, for sure. But uh, when it comes to, when it comes to, like, Filipino fruits, like, I think the one that comes to mind is probably mango. Yep. So mango would be 
uh, something that would be... That'd be awesome in one of those platters. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I my wife had just mentioned to me the other week that I should, you know, for for most of the summer when it is in season, I should add it to uh, my, my platters as an mm-hmm. additional fruit, for yeah. sure. That'd be awesome. Back with more Fruit by the Slice here on the main ingredient on 680 CGOB after the sports, news, and weather. Fruit by the Slice owner Mark Sabravinas is here on the main ingredient talking about the awesome fruit arrangements they make for all occasions. Um, I know that your dad was was a big uh, big cook, big home chef. Was he? Uh, being, did you guys eat a lot of fruit when you were growing up? <laughs> you know what? That's uh, no, not at all. Really? Um, yeah, it, my dad was a you know a, a meat and potato, well, meat and rice yep. kind of person for sure. Yeah, uh, that's but, typical no. island too, though, right? My mom's Jamaican, and the same kind of thing, meat. And everybody eats rice. My God, everybody. Yeah, right? exactly. And oh, is it beans for you guys, or is it? Um, she she kind of strayed away from that, but basically every meal has some sort of meat, obviously, and uh, yeah, rice is yeah is, is part of every meal. Yeah, for sure. So I I don't remember eating too much fruit when I was a kid, especially <laughs> with my dad. That's for sure. Maybe nuts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, peanuts and cashews and pistachios, but yeah. never fruit. Oh, wow, it's crazy, eh? Yeah. Let's talk about Mother's Day and what you have going on that weekend. For sure. So uh, during Mother's Day, um, my friend uh, Nikki, uh, she's the owner of Sugar Blooms uh, right here on McPhillips. Uh, she's going to be stocking my half-size platters in her store to kind of help her with the whole Mother's Day rush, um, but especially to help me um, to advertise uh, and promote my business, mm-hmm. which I'm super grateful for. Um, she's been a really great supporter, uh, and she's uh, definitely um, had my back from you know uh, from the moment that I I kind of revealed uh, fruit by the slice. So she's uh, she's definitely uh, been a great huge help to me. Right. So how how is that event going to happen? So you're going to be selling them there, so people don't have to specifically order off you that day, they can go in there and you're already going to have platters there for people to choose. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'll have my half size platters available in the store. Um, And I'm for Mother's Day, I'm adding, um, sorry, blueberries to Mm -hmm. each platter. So that's additional and that'll be free of charge kind of thing. So just to kind of entice people to come in and um, I'm right now I'm pre-ordering for Mother's Day. um, You'll get smoked, right? Yeah, you'll get just crushed. Yeah, so I'm I'm getting busier by the day, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, people listening today uh, will definitely uh, give me a shout and order their platter for Mother's Day or any event uh, upcoming for them. For sure, I think I think it's for Mother's Day especially. At least you know for, for this event especially, I think. Well, I told you that I wanted a platter because I think it's a great way for your mother to wake up. You know what I mean? Like you're going to start off with breakfast. Well, you know, they wake up and, you know, you go in the kitchen, your wife or whoever, and um, to have that beautiful platter to start off your day, start off with exactly. some fresh, and beautiful to, fruit. To nibble on it all day, basically, totally. right? Yeah, it's yeah. killer. Let's talk about the platters. Like, okay, so a uh, small platter, it's called a half platter? Yeah, a half platter. Generally, how large is that? Uh, a half platter, well, right now I... Uh, my half platters are the are eighteen by eleven, but for Mother's Day I'll be switching it to a twelve by twelve platter. Right. Um, and my large platters or my full size platters are uh, sixteen by sixteen. Sixteen by sixteen, filled with fruit. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's no, it's all 100% fruits. I mean, besides some rind, uh, but definitely it's, it's a, a platter filled with fruit. Right. And right now, the, you know, talking on the radio doesn't do it justice for how it looks. Like it, they look kind of like beautiful fish. Is that what they're supposed to look like? At least that's what they look like to me. <laughs> it looks like like colorful, like a colorful fish made of fruit or a shark. Or when something. I when I think of it, I think of like koi fish and yes, colors like that that are very vibrant. Yes. So yeah, definitely, yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. Do you do special platters again, like for events like birthday parties, anniversaries, weddings, etc., that kind of thing? Yeah, of course. So I mean, with with summer, you know, around the corner, uh, definitely. Um, you know, I've been doing uh, platters for weddings, uh, socials. Um, baby showers, wedding showers, you name it. I'm, I'm definitely uh, doing platters for every kind of event. Event. Um, uh, the other week, I had a close friend of mine um, had his uh, his grandpa pass away, and uh, the family had wanted platters for the the funeral. And uh, definitely, I was uh, I was on board on that as well. Hey, even in, sad, even in sad times, you got to eat healthy, right? Of course. Yes, of course. Okay, so let's talk about the basic turnaround time for a platter. If I order a platter, contact you Monday, what's the basic turnaround time for a full and half platter, if, you know, if I wanted it? Uh, so usually I would probably need about um, 24 hours notice. I mean, I've done platters where someone had called me at, you know, early in the afternoon, and they need it for five or six in the evening, and... I've done that too as well, uh, but Sucker. it usually takes me about, uh, you know, 20 to 25 minutes from start to finish, yep. uh, but definitely the, uh, the shopping of the fruit is, is what I'm, that takes the longest. You must have a ton of fruit. Yeah, I, uh, oh <laughs> I definitely go to uh, <laughs> my local grocery store at least, you know, two, three times a week. For no, sure. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so how does one order a platter? Uh, so they could uh, contact me uh, through various streams of, of uh, social media. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm on Instagram. Um, so it's at Fruit by the Slice. Hey, and you, you just you recently started your Instagram page, and you got a ton of followers already. Holy crap! Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, definitely with you know trying to build a business from scratch. Um, you need to get your name out there. So mm-hmm. what I've been doing is, you know, every single day, you know, uh, trying to follow as many new people as possible yep. and um, just kind of, you know, waiting for them to reci- reciprocate for sure. Yeah, well, the product's kind of pretty itself. So I'm sure once they look at what you got, they will follow you right away. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, uh, a friend of mine told me, you know, you should hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Uh, and so I, I started doing that after the, the first couple of posts and it's actually helped it a lot for sure yeah nice um so they can order by going on facebook yes facebook uh so i have a facebook page uh named fruit by the slice exactly like my instagram uh and there's uh there's periods between each word <laughs> fruit dot by dot, the, dot slice <laughs> yeah dot. <laughs> you know what i mean i know what you're saying bro yeah <laughs> um what about uh, how do they pick it up can they pick it up or do you deliver or is it a straight pickup uh, so what I've been doing is if uh, pretty much all pickup, mm-hmm. um, I do deliver, um, and delivery does come with a cost or a fee. 
uh, depending where you are in the city. Um, so I've been using this, uh, I guess, a service uh, called ShopDrop. So basically, if I'm not available to deliver the platter because I'm working uh, or busy at the time, mm-hmm. I will. Uh, I'll definitely arrange for ShopDrop to come in uh, and um, pick up the platter and drop it off to whatever location uh, you want the platter delivered. Uh, so they have a fee. Uh, so that fee goes towards their service. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, um, it's just pretty much based uh, based on where what part of the city you want the platter to go. Awesome. Yeah. So no matter what, you're getting your platter. No matter what, for sure. Okay, so your event next weekend starts, it runs from Friday to Sunday, or is it Saturday and Sunday? You're, you're uh, that it's sugar Friday, blue. Friday to Sunday, so the 12th. Yep. Um, I'll be dropping off platters right when they they open, uh, and I will be stocking um, her fridge uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay, so where is she located again? Uh, so she's located at 1020 McPhillips Avenue, and it's uh, Sugar Blooms and Cakes. Sugar Blooms, so fruit and cakes. Hey. Yeah, exactly, right? Yes. So you can't go wrong with that. No doubt, sure. no doubt. And she does amazing work with her cakes. Um, I personally order uh, cakes for my daughter's birthday or whatever the event is through Nikki, and she does a fantastic job. Nice. I'm going to drop by there next weekend. It's going to be awesome. For sure. I'm going to run out with some cakes and tell and her some that fruit you platters to... And just <laughs> go to town. <laughs> Run out with cake on my face. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Mark, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. For sure. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. We're jumping from fruit to barbecuing with a couple chef friends of mine because I love, love, love to barbecue. Back with more Main Ingredient after the break. If you miss an episode of The Main Ingredient or simply want to listen to it again, you can download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Well, it's warm outside and warmth means barbecuing. Chefs Louis Glassy and Brandon Schofield are here to give a few simple tips on making your barbecued food outstanding. All right, so um, gentlemen, how's it going? It's going well, thanks. How are you, Kevin? Why are yeah, you all polite now? Mr. Yeah. Bergen. You're all swearing two seconds ago. Now we get you on the radio. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like going to Louis' house to barbecue. I know. I, <laughs> he, he looks like a barbecue. So let's, let's talk about the actual barbecue menu. Like I know, hey, the snow is melted. Your barbecue's ready to go. Maybe some tips on how you get... On stuff that you can cook, but first of all, you know, when you crack open that barbecue, there, there's a few things that you don't do, like people just yeah. fire it up yeah. that can really wreck a good meal. So maybe some yeah. tips on what you should do before you even start. First of all, the first tip is stop at the little fruit stands on the highway that say BC cherries and grab yeah. yourself some like <laughs> fresh fruit, some peaches, some cherries, some anything like that. You can make cherry barbecue sauce before you even fire the grill up. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, it takes forever to pit them. But once they're done, oh, yep. it's, it's amazing. Yep. Uh, and then you you take a couple take a couple peaches, crack them in half, slap them on the grill on high, grilled peaches with something spicy to kind of like, um, you know, to kill the heat a little I've bit. I've never had that before. It's amazing. Oh, man, yeah. barbecue. I would never get peaches on the grill? They're the best. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh, you can also stuff them with some, if you find some nice blue cheese. So a grilled peach stuffed with blue cheese. Are Serve. you going to have a barbecue party soon? Because I'm, yeah. I'm coming over. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on over, man. You're welcome anytime. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then like... As far as barbecuing, my biggest tip as mm-hmm. far as barbecuing is once you put the steak on the grill, don't mess with it. Same with burgers. People have this worst habit of 
putting a steak on a grill and then turning it and moving it and you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then what it does is it doesn't prevent the, the nice sear from happening on the outside, right? Because right? they think the inside's cooking so quickly. A steak will take eight minutes to cook. Are you, okay, so are you cooking on high or are you cooking kind of medium? What, what kind of, what kind of, well, depending on how you want it cooked, right? But let's yeah, say I'm de- cooking a medium rare steak. Oh, high heat. High, high heat. heat, definitely. What was I saying? The, the six four two rule. Yeah, that's, that's what high. I follow. It's, uh, you know, put your hands. You know, I guess we're on radio, so you can't really see my hand over the table here. Sure they but can. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, four or five inches over the heat. If you can hold it there for six seconds, too low. Okay. Four seconds. That's a nice medium heat. That's for like your fish, your you know, uh, your shrimp. Um, you know, I've seen my dad does mussels a lot on the barbecue. Two seconds. I feel like a bum now with my hot dogs and hamburgers. As you guys are saying, peaches and mussels and. Well, it's okay. We'll just we'll set you up with a master class. Yeah, there you go. Reasonable rates. (laughs) You know, you can hold your hand over there for two seconds and pull it away. That's your high heat. That's where you put your steak. Nice mid rare. That's a sweet spot, baby. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. So I'm only turning it over once. Boom! I put it on. I let that side cook. Turn it over. Let the other side cook. Yeah. And if you want to get more sophisticated, you. Oh, (laughs) from a sophisticated brother. Exactly. True. So you you take your steak, you put it on, and you lay it over the, um, put it on the grill. Yep. And then uh, after two minutes, you turn it at a 45 degree angle. So you get that beautiful cross hatch. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. It looks like you know what you're doing. That's what I'm saying. You can impress anybody. Fool your guests. Yeah. Okay, but mine are like burnt, so I don't know if those cross hatch marks would would show when it's (laughs) really burnt. Just don't leave it as long. Yeah. Two minutes, cross it. Two minutes, flip it. Two minutes. And Cross then, it two minutes. Yeah. And there's your perfect steak, really. Yeah. What a lot of people do, and, you know, when I was a junior cook, uh, I could cook a steak under an infrared boiler, you know, because I was trained and I could do that in my kitchen. And I would often make the mistake of when I was cooking for my parents, I'd do the barbecue mm-hmm. and I would just think it wasn't hot enough or, you know, something. And I would always overcook my steaks. And it actually took me a couple of years to learn, like, hey, Five to nine minutes is sometimes more than enough time than you need. Yeah, that seems like a long time on a on a high heat. Bar- yeah, especially yeah. some. You said you you inherited good barbecue. Some of those barbecues, oh, BTU wise, can literally just. I love my barbecue. I'm gonna go home and, and probably. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go hug it. Sometimes. <laughs> can I go hug it? <laughs> okay. What about the, the the condition of the barbecue itself? I'm guilty of. Like I used to barbecue for my son's hockey team for spring in the springtime, burgers yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So then I'd take my barbecue home, wouldn't clean it, and then I'd have all these flare-ups everywhere. I'd cover animal. it up, and then all of a sudden, whatever I was cooking, I'd open up, and it was just this inferno yep. flying out, ruining good food, right? Yeah. So you guys have any tips to... Uh, Honestly, man, when you're done cooking, crank it to high, close your barbecue, and forget about it for 10 minutes. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Sorry, just to cook it all off? Just, yeah. yeah, all you do, just, it'll eventually overcook and then just turn to carbon and you just scrape it the next time you use oh, it. Oh, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. But also, if you've already forgotten to do that over the winter and you wake up uh, and you know find a scummy barbecue, yeah. just do that. Scummy barbecue. I found a squirrel in my barbecue. <laughs> well, a squirrel was living in my barbecue. I was really mad. But then I then I actually cranked it way up. I was gonna say my yeah, wife wanted yeah. to throw it out, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Hey, I just I'm down it. for barbecue squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> just putting that out there. Brandon is an experimental eater, and I respect it. <laughs> what are you one of the one of the clampets? <laughs> <laughs> Old Jed's a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Do you guys change the menu for Prairie Box to maybe lighter things, or what? What, what do your clients look for? I'm sure they, they contact you to ask about um, different things. Maybe every every week. Do they yeah. really? Yeah, we get feedback all the time, and 
You're right. Like over wintertime, the menu is fundamentally different. We do mm-hmm. a lot of like kind of like stick to your ribs, hearty food. Yeah, that's and that's what I think of. I think of like yeah. comfort food that keeps you warm and maybe put some uh, meat on your bones. Right? Yeah, well, that's yeah. what you need. It's minus thirty five. You know sure. what I mean? What are you gonna do? Eat a little tiny you know, who knows what sprig of something and then go to the to the forks and skate down the river trail. It's <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, in the, and, and the great thing about summertime is that all the farms are just exploding with the most incredible stuff. So we're going to be, you know... You find it anywhere, too, and that's yeah. the best part. Like, it's... It's not like the old days where you have to go to the side of the highway. Like you can go to Cramptons, you can go to Hydro Building and find really great. Yeah, there's tons of stuff all over the place now. It's awesome. And you're right. Like we'll be moving into more. Like yeah, I guess um, I don't want to say fresher because that's not really because our food like is fresh. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? No matter what. But those kind of like yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, But like cleaner kind of. yeah, like more kind of greens and then like grilled chicken, you know, just simpler stuff that's just not so hearty, I guess, is mm-hmm. the way we'd, you know, a bit of, bit of lighter fare, you know, because nobody, nobody wants to eat uh, like lasagna when it's 35 yeah, well, degrees yeah, out. Yeah, savory, you know, some, we do <laughs> a lot of like, basketball. Let me finish my lasagna, boys, and I'll be right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll do a lot of savory roast pork. Mm-hmm. Um, over this over the winter, and now I'm um, you know something that's been asked is like, hey, can you do that orange pork you did last last summer at the end of the summer? It's like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah, like you fresh know. salsas, kind of stuff like that. You know, crisper tastes. Yep. Yeah. You know what the Germans do, and I had no time for it when I lived in Germany, and then I totally got sold on it. Is they will do a half glass of Pilsner and a half glass of Sprite, and like we have like a rather like a here. shandy. Sort of like a shandy. Like, they call it a Rattler. Here we have, like, these Rattlers and it's, like, grapefruit juice and, and oh, Hefeweizen yeah. or something. But over there, they'll just, yeah, they'll bring, you know, because you can drink at Parks, which is super civil, you know. <laughs> so they'll bring, you have a couple. I'm trying to suggest that that's how it should be here. Just It's super All I'm saying civil. is, Mr. Bowman, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's a great summertime beverage. If you want to kind of have a beer, loosen up, but you don't really want to, you know, be drunk. Just get like a, yeah, half a glass yeah. of Pilsner, half a glass of Sprite, super crisp, mm-hmm. super refreshing, and it goes great with uh, with the Kevin Berg and Burn Steak special. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually Why don't be like that. <laughs> I, countless times sitting out on a patio with Lou last summer, tasting these, you know, he brings these back from drinks. Hey, man, this is what we're drinking all summer. Yeah, and it's the best after you know hours and hours of planning. You sit mm. in the sun. Yeah, yeah, you drink some Rattlers. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. I thought you were a man putting seven up in your. Beer. You know, well, man, that's yeah. the thing. I felt the exact same way, and it's okay. I'm gonna change. ruin a big it's beer, okay a beer with seven up. And you know what you got to do is you got to eat like thirty racks of ribs while you're doing it, just to really reaffirm like that you're. We a man. arm wrestle yeah. the whole time. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, ladies, look, <laughs> look what we got. Yeah, but what are they drinking? <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. Those guys are hilarious. So thanks to Lewis and Brandon from Prairie Box for their barbecue tips. Carol Hernshay from Manitoba Liquor and Lotteries for her Winnipeg Wine Festival updates. And Mark Sarbravinas from Fruit by the Slice. And thank you for listening. Enjoy the gorgeous weekend, and I hope you join me next week here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.